You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JC has closed its doors for another day, and as it's a Tuesday, it's the double-headed Dream Team edition of the Five O'Clock Shadow with Viv Govender from Rand Swiss and David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities. Gentlemen, it's very, very quiet. I'm, I'm going to start with Viv, but David, what I want you to do, because this is an exercise, because you're a sage. Viv is an academic. You're a sage. This is the way I characterise you two. So I want you to look at transaction capital's graph over the last two, three, maybe even five years. And while I'm talking to Viv, then I want to talk about that maybe later in the podcast but Viv things are very very quiet I'm just reading something here and you'll you'll appreciate as a broadcaster why I'm just so down in the dumps it says here gold fell on Tuesday after US economic data and hawkish remarks from the Fed drove bets that interest rate cuts may be delayed but debt (laughs) default jitters kept afloat under safe haven bullion this is what I'm having to deal with here Viv I mean people are desperate US retail sales weren't quite as good as expected the dollar's doing this people are trying to second and guess the Fed. Viv, assess the current situation when it comes to market commentary. You know, I recently looked at, at like the market forecast for interest rates, and they are so like early in terms of what they're predicting rate cuts are going to happen. I mean, the, the idea that we're going to be cutting rates before the end of the year at the moment, I mean, we're in May now, halfway through May. You know, uh, we still have you know unemployment uh, falling, so there's more people being employed. Inflation is still pretty high, and to predict wage as so, uh, interest rate cuts by the end of the year, I mean, you need to be very, you know, because uh, number one, optimistic about inflation coming down, and secondly, very pessimistic about employment because the Fed's not going to be cutting rates basically when employment's at three and three point four percent at the moment. You know what I mean? And inflation's above four. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think inflation has to be lower than the unemployment rate before the Fed should be cutting inflation. That's like a, a new rule of thumb here. But yeah, look, I mean, uh, the markets are very, very, uh, you know, kind of boring at the moment, quite frankly. Uh, our market basically, you know, the, yes, the resource price moved around because of, you know, the gold and so on. But the overall market, you know, unchanged virtually for the day, you know, like a 0.3% so moved. Uh, the other sectors basically unchanged. Look at the SP 500, you mean a 0.3, move in the day now is a big move. Uh, and this has been something that's been like there for like a month or so. So I think the, we just don't know what's happening at the moment. I think that's what's causing this basically the stagnancy. But I don't think it's a stagnancy of boredom. It's a stagnancy where basically opposing forces are keeping things stable, and but they're very powerful forces. And as soon as one of them wins, we're going to be seeing a lot of movement. Just to sum this up, uh, Viv, your assessment, your excellent assessment is uh, there's something happening. It's like if you're a sailor and you're stuck in the doldrums, which is a geological or rather geographical term, I don't know which, but anyway, you're stuck there and you're waiting for the wind to start to blow. Will the wind blow? I mean, we're May now. I mean, we could go two, three months like this. We can go stagnant. And that's not a bad thing because you two can catch up with your reading. David, you're a reader. What did you read recently? We we did speak about this yesterday, but just enlighten Viv about the sort of commentary that's coming out of your face favored publications um it's all ai i have to tell you that hmm. <laughs> Viv, and, and yeah, exactly just, just 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 to put you at comfort on the couch so you can lean back and relax a little bit um this morning in, in bloomberg's i picked up headlines that Drucker miller is uh, buying microsoft and nvidia into uh, long ai that. stocks yeah, very good. and tepper as well from appaloosa uh, he's buying Arc, which is Kathy Woods and Nvidia. And just while the market was down, I'm looking here a bit depressed. But uh, AMD up four percent, um, Amazon, Alphabet, 
Microsoft, NVIDIA, TSM, which is uh, um, Taiwan uh, Semiconductor, and Tesla. Well, I don't know how Tesla got into the party, but uh, all of those up to date on that story. So despite the fact that there's nothing happening, that seems to be catching uh, everyone's attention. I don't want it to go too far. You know, I'm just saying, okay, relax. We like the, we, you know, we, we like what's happening there. We like the uh, theme, but, but don't kill it before it's even started. You know, let it gather momentum. So, but still, it is holding some of the market up. And that's why you're seeing the, the NASDAQ uh, doing better. But, but, um, Lindsay, I think, you know, what, what concerns me and going back to the reading was, was really around the politics around Trump around, uh, you know, various issues like that, around the debt ceiling. And I think the more I read publications, the more I read about the Republican Party, the more angry I become. So um, just just hold on one sec, though. There's a, there's a headline that's come through, and I was trying to work out. Yeah. Sorry for rambling on. But no, I was no, no, to work I like out your rambles. What's the saw, headline? Why we saw this, our market come down sharply at the end. Mm-hmm. It says 1651. South Africa's fiscal position has changed adversely. Got on Guana. That's a headline only. Risk to South Africa's fiscal outlook remains high. You know, the minister. And that came from Elvin, who's in our bond department. So he's obviously picked this up either on one of the, whether it's Reuters, Bloomberg's, or someone else. Yeah. Anyway, what this illustrates, uh, Viv, is that if a U.S., um, ambassador says something about South Africa, about a ship in Simonstown or a, a cargo plane in Vatakluf. It's, it's very sad. The South African financial market is very sensitive to the upside or the downside. A, a South African minister said, no, it's a load of rubbish. And so the RAND went from 1950 to 19. But it does show you that we're on a knife edge at the moment in the Republic of mm. South Africa. Viv, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. So from a number of factors, it's not just that. I mean, that's just a stupid self-inflicted wound. Like, like I said last time, basically, the idea that we would be taking the Russian side in this particular conflict, you know, it's one thing to play with China and be playing some big geopolitical game, you know, where you want to be, you know, working against the U.S. or something. For a country like South Africa, as tiny as we are, try and mess around in a war like this, when it's obviously a winner and a loser. Yeah. You know, we just got to, we just got to, like, you know, tack onto the winner side. Uh, and we saw, of course, uh, you know, uh, we didn't mention it to Red, but the jobless numbers came out today. 32.9%. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, that's like, you know, up from 32.7. So, you know, basically we we had the post-COVID recovery and now we're not recovering anymore, even though we haven't gotten back to the levels pre-COVID in terms of employment. That's what it means. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It is pretty uh, this bad. Is the, uh, mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. David, uh, you were saying about, sorry to interrupt you, Viv, David, yeah. you were saying about a colleague who sent you a, a headline. Can you expand upon that, please? We, I can't find the, I can't find the detail behind it. You know, it must have come across on one of the. I don't want to call it the wires. It's on the internet now, so it might have been uh, either through Bloomberg's or through one of those. You know, uh, you know where you get headlines appearing. Yeah. So we're waiting to look. That's not unexpected. I mean, the more as I go through results, even if you go through Roynet's results today, yeah. um, there's ongoing uh, warnings, you know, even Octodec, ongoing warnings about what this is costing, you know, what load shedding and the levels of load shedding are costing the uh, economy today. So, I mean, it's not, um, you know, even someone like Santam, yes, the results are robust, but they're giving this ongoing warning about higher interest rates, 
you know, load shedding, just uh, creating more havoc in the market and so on. So it's not surprising that we're seeing uh, these kind of headlines come through. Um, I, Lindsay, I, I, I even think that we're not discounting them fully. I don't, you know, when I sit here and uh, see the levels like uh, going into Santon office today, going into uh, uh, Santon City today, you know, to see what happens when you do have load shedding, just how it impacts, uh, uh, you know, people. And and the biggest thing is, that, and and you might not appreciate it, Lindsay, but uh, and I will tell you, when you get load shedding, when it's pitch black at night, people just say, I'm not going out. You know, I'm not going anywhere. During the day, I'm not no, doing anything. I do anything. appreciate this. I do appreciate mm. it. I put myself in your positions as two people that are, are very, very fond of the country, have been loyal to the country, but occasionally shake your head, metaphorically and physically. You shake your head and you say, what am I going to do? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going out. David mm. Shapiro is not going to go out and run in the morning because there might be a mm-hmm. pothole on the road he's running on. Viv is just going to say... You know what? I'm not adventurous enough anymore. I've got a, a young family, and I don't want to be adventurous. So I'm going to sit and cocoon myself. And sorry, yeah. Viv, I'm putting words in your mouth here. I'm going to cocoon, <laughs> cocoon myself and and make myself and my family as safe as possible. That's not what South Africa should be about. It should be. I have to say, one of the richest countries in the world with its geographical beauty and its mineral resources, but it's not. It's one of the poorest. Viv, over to you on that one. Yeah, I mean, look, I just saw a, a report come out uh, recently. I'm going to give you the details of where I saw it from. Mm. But basically, they discussed what would happen if there was a grid collapse in South Africa, right? Uh, four hours, mobile doesn't work. Eight hours, the IT backbone stops working. Uh, Two days of water, apparently runs out. Uh, and the water, basically, that should be ideal. But they say also not universally applicable because a lot of municipalities aren't keeping that 48 hours of supply available. Uh, basically, within three to four days, no petrol, no food, uh, and all these kind of things here. And then they have a list here. Yeah, it's going to take a couple of days to a couple of weeks to get this thing sorted out if it does collapse. <laughs> and you think to yourself, what happens to you that meantime where you have maybe a week or so where you have no water, no food, no, you know, uh, no, no communications yeah. and so on? And, you know, again, in, this is a silly little thing. Uh, don't but... worry. Don't worry, Viv. Please don't yeah. worry. Cyril's on his way to Russia to sort out the, uh, with six other from Africa, sort out the Ukraine problem. So, no, no, don't say that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a headline. That, that's, that's our priority. Don't worry. You know, everything's under control. Yeah. We're going to sort out the world. You know, we, we're arrogant enough to sort out the world. Honestly, it's just incredible. It's silly. It's crazy, man. And here's the thing that really gets me right. In this environment where we won't have you know, yeah. uh, internet in, in like eight hours, right? <laughs> we can't get a Starlink in South Africa. We can't buy Starlink in South Africa because Elon Musk won't give 30% of the of Starlink over to a BE consortium. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. They won't give a Starlink because apparently you need to have a 30% allocation to a BE consortium in order to operate the ISP in this country. And Starlink apparently qualifies as an ISP. So you must make a decision about that. Obviously, you know, uh, people are getting the grey stuff in, uh, you know, across the border and so on. But it's, 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 that's the situation in South Africa at the moment. And then we have the unemployment rate rising. We have all these issues with regards to, you know, uh, the dangers around the country. And yet, like I said, we are doing, and David's also mentioned, we are playing in games. We don't, should not be playing in. There's, we, are, we are nothing but like mascots in this kind of environment. These are massive countries with like nuclear arsenals and huge armies playing really dangerous games with each other. We do not belong in that field. You know, you yeah. can't be a toddler playing in a rugby field. You get squashed. 
<laughs> very, very well put. Okay, let's have a look at something else now because I can see all, all of us getting a little bit too, I love uh, hot, hot under the collar here, Honestly, but with a smile on our faces. Know, we, we're still living in the Mandela area. You know, when he, he when he was released and he was the toast of the world, mm. you know, and everybody wanted him and everybody looked at him. We still think we're there, you know. We forgot he's gone a long time ago and the country's gone the other way, you know. And, and But we still got that arrogant, uh, what's the word, you know, opinion of ourselves, honestly. Yeah, well, that, and, that, that, that scares the, me because the I don't rainbow know what nation is now uh, yeah, is now a myth, unfortunately. Yeah. Gentlemen, <laughs> D- David, I asked you right at the beginning of the interview because we need to get on to some more academic stuff. Uh, Viv is an academic, you're a sage. I asked you to look at transaction capital. The reason I ask you this is because yeah. this is an investment yeah. lesson here because I do remember two, yeah. three, four years ago, maybe it was Warren Buffett who was an investor in a large retail group, listed group in the United Kingdom called Tesco. Now there was a whiff of scandal with Tesco and the share price fell quite sharply. And Buffett just said, okay, well, that's it. If there's a smell, I don't like the smell. He pinched his nose and he just sold out. When you see transaction capital and you see it do what it does and people say, oh, well, it presents such good value. I must buy this now because it's just fallen 36, 37% in one day. Must be good value. What is your attitude, David Shapiro, when you get a, a whiff of stink what do Absolutely you do get out get, get out. out you know and exactly and i said it the same thing when we first picked up the whiff a couple of months ago yes um i, I just said no you know when when they disappoint you when you've got a certain view in mind and you think this is where it's going and i'll tell you exactly it's not only transaction capital it happened with steinhoff, steinhoff. i never held i never held steinhoff because i and and i and i have to state my position because I never understood what he was doing. You know, every six months there was a different, uh, you know, um, the, the, the accounts changed. So I just, okay, everybody loves him. Nice <clears throat> chap, entertaining, engaging. I'm out of there. Yeah. I did the same thing with uh, the other one that was, uh, was EOH. When EOH, everything looked too perfect. And uh, while the results were going up, the share price was going in the opposite direction, which suggests that insiders were getting out. You know, and I explained insiders yesterday to you, Lindsay. It's not, you know, it's not that the the management are telling uh, people what's happening. It sometimes this leaks out, just you know, through conversation with people at the firm and so on. People start to build a picture. The same thing with TCP. I kept looking at that chart and I, I kept saying, I don't like the chart. It's just moving in the wrong direction at a time people are very positive. So when when you find out what's happened, just get out. Run away. You know, don't. Yes, even, even if you're losing day, money, David are, and Viv, even if you're losing day, money, yeah. just get out because there are so many Tom other opportunities. Thing, yeah. Brait is another one. Viv, I don't know if you, you're listening yeah. intently yeah. in the background, but Steinhoff, Brait, EOH. I mean, these are classic yeah. examples. Give you more, yeah. Get out as soon as yeah, you can. Interesting, yeah. interesting thing, the PIC just sold its, half its stake in Steinhoff for 40 million rands. <laughs> okay. I think, it, yeah. I think it, 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 it works out to a 10 billion rand loss. No. Yeah. Okay, 99 plus, in excess of a 99% loss. In excess yeah. of a 99% loss. So pensioners', like pensioners funds being poured down the drain. That is outrageous. Yeah. Uh, mm. 
uh, 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 like David said, as soon as something like this happens, I always tell the people like, it, it, basically what we do, me and David are not sitting around and actually visiting like things and looking at the actual books and like actually talking to you know people on the ground and doing these surveys. We look at the financials that the company gives out. In 99% of the cases, we look at the financials the company gives out. Only occasionally do we go to like in-depth in a single company if a client wants it. And if you can't trust those books, you you have no idea what the company is worth. Yeah. If the books don't if the books are real or not, you literally have no idea what the company is worth. A company can be worth nothing. Uh, a big company can be worth nothing if the books don't be like, you know, uh, tell you the truth, quite frankly. And I think that's something that, you know, we must always uh, understand here. And like with Steinhoff, you know, the price fell and the price fell and the price fell. As soon as I saw the first cup of so come out said, what's happening here? And then I realized it's the books. So I said, no, never, no. never touch a company with the books that can't, can't be trusted. Yeah. Very yeah. good. You see, okay. When in doubt, speak to Viv Govender or David Shapiro or a number of other people and say, right, caution is the, is the watchword here. Get out. There's plenty of other opportunities. Great. Okay. Let me give you some prices now, gentlemen. The dollar round has stabilized at uh, 1909. The British pound against the round is 2383. The euro round is 2073. When I arrived in the Netherlands, it was 1320. It's now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for, thanks for your best wishes there, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really clever. I own rounds and I live in the Netherlands. <laughs> I think I might have got it the wrong way around. Anyway, 20.73 the euro round. The euro dollar is 108.60. Uh, British pound is 124.85. I've got the gold price at 2002. A space odyssey. It's down $16 an ounce. The platinum price is down 13 to 10.68. And the palladium price is down $37 to 14.97. Let's have a look at some other commodities now. Crude oil in the States, West Texas crude, is $70.58, down 0.7%. Brent crude oil is $74.83, uh, down just over half a percent. Natural gas is up 2%. Other commodities, soybeans down 2%, copper down nearly 2% as well. Wheat prices down 2.4%, despite the El Nino, which is being uh, doing the rounds at the moment. Uh, iron ore just above 100, 102.50, down half a percent today. All important capital markets, South African 10 year bond yield having been 11, 11, 11, 15, just a few trading days ago is now 10.80. The US 10 year, 3.55%, up four basis points. S&P 500 futures, yeah, yeah, not doing so good, down around about 41.37, down around about 0.3%. And Bitcoin, 20, just below 27,000, down 1.6%. David? What stocks have you seen moving up or down today? I, I, some of the gold companies coming under pressure. DRD, I Durban saw. Deep, yeah. yeah, yeah. Durban Deep, which has been one of the big movers this year, probably the biggest, is down about 6%. Anglo Gold also down about just 2.5%. I would imagine you're going to see pressure on those shares. I mean, and again, I refer you to the chart, which has just gone parabolic. What's the word? It's not. That's not the right word. It's just gone up like a rocket. You know, and it never really any even fireworks. Sometimes they burn out and then come down. I'm being <laughs> very nervous of that. Just, just you know, I'm, I'm merely looking at the chart. The other one um, that I have to point out is that our retailers are starting to come under severe pressure. So um, you know, you've seen Mr. Price down today, Woolies down today, Pick and Pay down, and this has been a consistent movement. So again, look at those charts, Lindsay. You'll just see the steady decline in SA Inc. reflecting, you know, what we said earlier. 
You know, the market is held up by our heavyweights and by those, particularly those that are and are protected by the RAND, the Richemonts, and so on. But if you go beyond that, um, there's been a big sell-off in the banks and a big sell-off in in retailers and consumer stocks. So you know that that remains the kind of trend. So um, well, this is I'm very interesting, and Viv, you can come in on, on this one as well, because as I said earlier on, and I was you know I was being very generalist when I said that you're an academic and David is a sage, and the two combinations are, <laughs> are, are very very enticing, I have to say. But do you sometimes say, okay, I'm looking at this now, I'm looking at the macroeconomics, I'm looking at the balance sheet and the income statement of this particular company, but I need to, to sit back a little bit and have a look at the price history of this thing, and it does doesn't look good because that's what David does very well. He's not a chartist by any means. He doesn't look at uh, tweezer tops and uh, candlestick formations. He just said, this is what it's done and it's not looking good at the moment. Do you do the same thing, Viv? I look for it for, more from a macroeconomic point of view. So for the last decade or so, and I'm still at the moment, I'm very US focused. Uh, I just think that that's where the innovation of the world is happening. And I mean, we talked about that AI stuff recently. And with Europeans are basically regulating AI, and they have no basically like impact on it. Yes, DeepMind is a European company, but I mean, it's owned by Google. And they are going to miss out on the AI revolution. Like they miss out on the PC and the internet and the mobile and the social media revolution. It's true. Uh, so I like, and I look at it that, that, that point of view. I mean, it's it's easy to spot macroeconomic trends because they are bigger, they're gigantic, and you know you can get an idea of a country is doing well, a country or areas doing badly. Europe is like you know lost, I think, at the moment. The US is the place to be in. Uh, it's in Africa again. Just look at the trends. Just look at what the the the, the look, it looks like here. Uh, we are basically getting worse and worse with infrastructure. We're getting worse and worse with a uh, law and order. We're getting worse, worse with a number of different factors. I mean, I just saw a report now that the impact of COVID on early you know, education is horrendous. You know, people, the kids are falling so far behind because they missed out that, that year and a bit of schooling. Um, and that also is going to be a negative in the future. But yeah, that's how I look at it. And then once I look at what the trends are, I say, okay, if this is what I like at the moment, what's the best in, the, in that uh, class? And then I buy that. Uh, so I look at it from the other way. I look from the top down. Uh, that's just is my preference in terms yeah. of how I talk about the market. I'm not far away from Viv. Very, very close in that. Look at the themes and and then look for best in class. I don't like – that's why I avoid, if I can, ETFs. There are some – you know, sometimes I do have to buy an ETF. I do that particularly in medical devices and and in the health side because there are too many. There can be too many when it's hard. But where it comes to other, I just choose the best in the class. You know, best best stocks. And uh, very much. And I'm just looking today, Lindsay, in a market where you said, yes. uh, you know, things are down and that. But if you look at, uh, you know, if you look at the companies that we talk about in our portfolios. Alphabet's up very nice, two and a half percent. Amazon's up two and a half percent. Nvidia continues to go. It's now up over a hundred percent year to date, one point six. ASML, that's another favorite of mine, one one and a half. So all of these, which are the internet or the AI stocks, are starting to get uh, support. And uh, you know, so if you're in the right area at the right time. You know, you 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 make money. You can beat the indices. You know, you can yeah. beat the, the broader indexes. So um, so on. So yeah, it's uh, that's what I like doing. You know, that's that's the part I like doing. And I I don't take my eye off South Africa. You know, I'm not invested in South Africa in anything other than maybe Richmond or that. Not my portfolios or in that case ETS. But 
when you break it down, when you break it down into the retailers, you know, we continue to cheer our retail, but go have a look at those charts. Have a look at the bank charts. Have a, you know, Capitex, another one I mentioned. It's heading south. You know, it's a good company. I'm not taking anything away from management. You know what I mean? This is not an attack. I'm just reflecting on what I'm seeing. As or David and Viv, you go, to, you go to the Rosebank uh, Mall on uh, a Monday or a Tuesday morning, you know, you go and have a coffee somewhere and you go to Fashini and see how many people are going to Fashini to, to yeah. buy stuff. They will go at the end of the month when they've been paid and there'll yeah. be specials on and that sort of thing. But it is very sad. And I absolutely agree with you. The chart tells you first and then the, the footfall tells you second. Uh, I just want to say something now because you were talking about African leaders. I mean, as if they've got nothing better to do with their private <laughs> jets. It says here, this comes from the Daily Maverick. It's just been sent to me via email. It says, after more than a year of war in Ukraine, African leaders have decided to spearhead and facilitate what they hope could be the be beginning of peace talks between Russia and yeah, Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, come on yeah. <laughs> what? Viv, I don't want you to be disloyal, but this is laugh-worthy stuff. It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that, you know, it's a case where people, like, you know, if you if you basically have nobody saying, you know, no to you, and that's what the problem with African leaders, they're generally too insulated. It, it causes a, a, a form of madness almost, you know what I mean? And I think that's what the issue is. And that's one of the advantages of the Western politic, uh, political system is that Joe, Joe Biden and like, you know, Rishi Sadak and so on are being insulted every single day. You know, they, they're not going home every night and thinking that they're invincible geniuses, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, in, in many African countries, that's not the case. You don't get a chance to go hear how dumb you are and all the mistakes you made and be told that every single day. And mm -hmm. these leaders get these, these impressions of, of who they are in the world that doesn't quite make sense. And like I said, <laughs> the, the, there's a winner here. We see it right now. It's not, it's, not, it's not like rocket science. Okay, yes, the Ukraine may or may not be conquered by the Russians, but the Russians have lost this war. Even if they win the Ukraine, they've lost. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Whereas uh, the U.S. has basically come out of this, uh, you know, securing uh, allegiance from the uh, Europeans, uh, getting, uh, you know, uh, power when it comes to taking out the Chinese. The U.S. has obviously won this. And the U.S. basically, if you look at it from an economic point of view, the U.S. economy has ignored this war. It's made no impact on the U.S., you know what I mean? Whereas Russia's economy is devastated. There's a winner here and we are choosing the losers. I know, it's just very, very sad. It's, it's Viv, like Viv it's, said it's, something very, go on. you know, very appreciated, very important when he said, you know, he uh, follows the U.S. And we tend to write off the U.S. because of uh, its politics. But, I mean, it's a very innovative, I mean, if you look at the innovation that comes from them, and that's been the whole strength of the U.S. is that they allow businesses to develop. They allow these things to happen. They don't stand in the way of, of development. You can get capital if you want to. You will find the money to push that forward, you know, and so on. Almost like Hollywood. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it's actually remarkable for all its warts. And, uh, you know, they're they going to continue to innovate. They will be ahead in most of these things. Yes, here and there, you'll get another country or something, you know, Europe or so on. But uh, as, as, as Viv says, you're not going to write them off. And, and uh, even in this war, you know, to look at where Russia is relative to the West. But I don't know why it irks, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know what it is about America that just upsets the uh, Africa and that, you know. And they weren't colonialists, America, you know.
No, it's but Russia, you know, Ru- Russia helped in the past, and we've we've had this discussion, David. And anyway, oh, no. it, it doesn't anyway, matter. But you're absolutely right, both of you, as pure capitalists, which you both are, oh. with a softer side as well. I have to admit, uh, the, the fact is that you're absolutely right. I mean, the fact and Africa is sending leaders to go and try and broker a deal between <laughs> Russia and Ukraine. I'm sorry I'm laughing because there's some, some awful things going on. Do they honestly think they're going to sit, that uh, Putin is going to sit down and say, you know what, Mr. Ramaphosa, you've got a point here. <laughs> of, course, of course he's not. David, just give us a closing indices, please. Okay, I will. Mm. Um, on the JSC, we closed down 0.37%. As I say, we came down quite dramatically in the last hour. So we closed at 779, Right across the board, there was weakness with miners, perhaps the, um, you know, the, uh, the weakest area, as I mentioned, some of the gold shares down, but broadly miners were down. Banks flat. Uh, overall, uh, financials also down very marginally. Um, industrials also down. In fact, it was, it's quite marginal, uh, the losses that were made, but, um, in terms of individual shares, we mentioned it. Just value-wise, um, just I just want to see what the value was. Yeah, and 15 billion. Call it 16 billion, which is very light. Nice person, Richmond, dominating, but uh, very, very light trade. So it's one of those days. Okay. Not much happening. Okay, jolly good. Uh, S&P 500 futures as we close this conversation, which has been really stimulating, I have to say. 4135 <laughs> on the S&P 500 uh, June futures, which is down just over a third of a percent. Viv Governor is from Rand Swiss, David Shapiro from Sassoon Securities, and that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.